Mezud Hashem, this is the commentary on Kohelet from Rabbi David Valet, David Valet, chapter 6, verses 7 and 8. All the toil of a man is for his mouth, and his life force is never satisfied. Because who cares that the wise man will have more wisdom than the fool? It's just that you should be a poor person who knows to walk against life. Okay, so yeah, everybody loves to go on the verses in Kohelet saying, oh, he's so depressing, he's so pessimistic. But once again, we're going to see that Rabbi David Valet, he is turning all these verses inside out showing what's really going on and the deep advice of how to live an extremely happy, fulfilled life coming from these verses. It's already known that the entire effort of human being is to clarify the, and this is for men and women. So we're not talking that there's there's a difference between masculine and feminine versus men and women. So we're talking about humanity, that the purpose of life is that human beings will clarify their masculine expressions and fit those masculine expressions into their f- aspect of the feminine counterpart, which is primarily looked at here as the mouth that very clearly who's who's a successful person in life is someone who can organize their thoughts and their emotions and properly express themselves in the concept of speech so much of life is the effort of pinning down exactly what we're about and how we're going to express it and it can be extremely complicated today in 2019 when we're just overwhelmed with options and new information every day. But it really always has been difficult. Even when life was much less complex, there were always challenges. And I'm sure everybody was facing identity crisis, like how do I maximize my expression into this world? That there's a concept that when a person is gathering together the masculine energy of the inward expression expressing outwards, that for a long time, these expressions that are preparing to come forth, they're like, literally, there's a gestation period where a person is gathering, gathering, their energy to finally express it very much in the beautiful image of Yosef at Sadiq, Joseph, who until he was 30 was just waiting, waiting, waiting to finally fulfill and manifest his destiny into the world where he's, it looks like he's just getting buried deeper and deeper into darkness and negativity. And he finally comes out and he comes straight out and he's ruling over the entire world. He was gathering together more and more intensity and he did not lose it when he held back and he didn't sleep with Potiphar's wife. That allowed him to continue to store up energy, gather energy inside and 
be strong in building his wisdom till when he was finally released and his and, and at the same time his inner self is finally released into expressing who he really is he's the great king he's the great tzaddik he's the Mashiach ben Yosef that aspect of Mashiach so it was through the hard work of staying strong and not getting depressed and gathering up all this wisdom even when he was descending into deeper and deeper pits of prison and hell okay that it says that the that okay the verse is saying that all of the effort of a person is for his mouth is saying that all our effort in life whether and if we can realize it then we're going to be happy because what we need to understand is when we're not yet able to express we have all these things we're trying to manifest we're trying to express them we're trying to get it out and like accomplish something in this world and make it happen as they say and it's not happening yet and there's a block and there's a block and why can't i express this why can't i enter this experience why can't i finally have my the concept of my spouse the concept of my mate which is the concept of where i can express myself like why am i not achieving this or that connection to the world where i'm finally speaking out who i am understand very well that these resistances these resistances they're not these obstacles they're not there to throw up a great wall of rejection and say you don't get to be part of humanity you don't get to be happy in your life that is what the evil inclination is trying to tell you is the interpretation of the obstacles and the blocks but the truth is that the blocks and the in the hurdles are only building up the inner intensity such that when the time is right there can be the full manifestation so just as God forbid a pre you know a child that's born too premature isn't going to live. It's going to be too premature. It's not going to be formed yet. It's the same thing here. The obstacles that are blocking us from expressing are really the necessary walls of the womb of our inner work and inner transformation containing our expression to say this should not come out now. If it came out now, it's not ready. It's not cooked. So specifically, those obstacles are precisely protecting our inner expression so that it should cook enough and gestate and have enough gestation till when it's ready to come out, it'll be a real organism. It'll be a real expression. Okay. And by the way, though, the verse is saying, so all the, the effort of a person is for his mouth, which means that we're battling, we're battling to build up the inner intensity to finally express ourselves and the image of expressing through the mouth. But it says that the nefesh, the life force, is never satisfied. Because even when we accomplish, oh, I expressed that thing and I expressed that thing and that was awesome, we wake up the next morning and we're like, got to go start on another project got to do something else, got to accomplish something else. Because, and there's a deep design in that, that 
anyone who's alive, they're not satisfied to just get to a place where they can sit on the couch and drink beer all day and be Homer Simpson. Like, it's a person would wither and feel dead that way. That the life force itself, and this is one of the main things that the Rav here in his commentary is saying, that the Creator designed us that we are incessantly trying to update ourselves and express deeper and deeper core truths that are installed into our souls that we won't sit down and we won't rest. That the verse is saying, that a tzaddik is always growing. He can't stop. He can't stop growing. Why? Why can we not stop? Because the, the very life force that's constituting our embodiment in this world and our embeddedness in this world is of a nature that it will not permit us to, 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 to relax. It will not permit us to stop developing because it itself is screaming to be developed. Just as, like today I'm recording this on a fast day, it's the 17th of Tammuz, so I'm very acutely aware that my body is saying, eat, 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 and I'm not going to, but the fact that in order to stay alive in the body, there's the life force that's very attached to the body that says, don't stop or I'll die, so too we have a whole, we're living in it, we are embedded in a in layers of life force that will not permit us to stop trying to advance because they also need to be fed. Just as the life force needs that, that is feeding the body must be fed or the person will die, so too there are many, many layers of life force that demand to be fed in order that a person will feel like they're spiritually dying, that they're spiritually withering away. And the genius point here, the brilliant point to understand, is that in all these cases, the Creator is forcing our deep, beautiful, holy, pure neshamas to be encountering these layers of life force that are never satisfied, so that we can't help but be forced to grow out the plan of the Creator expressing Himself through us, that we are constantly being pulled by these these levels of life force to never stop, to never stop eating, to never stop drinking, and to never stop expressing, to never stop transforming food into cells, to never stop transforming uh, our desire to ex- express and grow, to keep expressing and growing, because now we're we're almost like being used as pawns in the Creator's project of expressing Himself through us. In other words, what I'm trying to say, and it's a little hard because I'm fasting, but because we can never be satisfied and just set it all down and just stop trying to advance and and actualize ourselves, self-actualization, our incessant drive for self-actualization is coming from the nature of the life force energy that we are embedded in that won't let us relax and is demanding that we develop it like a field that is demanding of the farmer, keep developing me, or I'm going to become defunct. So we feel like, we feel possessed by this life force that we're embedded in, that it won't let us just chill out. And the very life force itself is saying, feed me, feed me. Don't stop developing me. And so are being pulled into this life force that won't let us leave it alone, 
like someone we're very attracted to that we can't just we can't just leave them or someone we love so much that we can't stop helping them so our very bondedness and, and boundedness to this level of life force is really coming from the deep design of the creator that we are his servants that our incessant drive to develop these these planes of existence to express ourselves in these planes of existence our incessant bondedness and boundedness to that project is really that he's in a sense using us as servants to express himself through us in our incessant projects of self-actualization that was like a huge mouthful sentence but it's extremely deep if, if we think on it all right Alright, that's basically all we just said. Another another interpretation is all of the toil and effort of a mal- of a person, sorry, all the toil and effort of a person is from his mouth, is saying that, like, now the rabbi is saying, let's turn this verse and look at it from a different angle. Let's take the gem of this verse, the diamond of this verse, and turn it a little bit and look at a different face of this verse. Another way to look at the gem of this verse is to say that all of a person's intense struggle in this world is all coming from the way that he wasn't careful with what he said. He talked too much here, he talked too much over there, he was saying what wasn't really true. He was saying too many negative things. The consequence of those words are spinning out and spinning out and they're trapping him and creating all of his hard work. Just another beautiful interpretation of all of a person's effort is for his mouth. Other interpretations from the same rabbi. Ah, so the rabbi is saying, like, let's dissect and let's surgically go into this verse. What does it mean? And also the nefesh is never satisfied. And also the primal life force that's our most in the aspect of our most embeddedness into physicality and ultimately the body. That 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 aspect of the animus, that aspect of our just our raw life force that we share with the animals. It's saying that also is never satisfied. Saying that this is like a novelty, this is a chiddush. That don't just think that it's that your mind is never satisfied and always wants new ideas, or that your emotions are never satisfied and always want new higher peak emotional experience, but even this life force itself is never satisfied. And not just in the obvious way that it always needs to get food to eat, but that it's always wanting to do mitzvot. It's always wanting to do spiritual actions. And that this is a novelty. And that's why it says even this level is never satisfied. Meaning, um, Right, so 
Let's look inside ourselves. We know that most of us who are alive, we're constantly wanting to learn new things. So this is the insatiability of the mind. The mind is constantly curious, constantly trying to know more. Beautiful. We know, we look into our emotions. The, our emotions are constantly wanting to have new experience of positive emotions, deeper relationships, deeper, more uh, rich emotional experience of life. How do I do that? Maybe I'll get more into music. Maybe I'll get more into personal prayer. Maybe I'll get more into learning as a form of updating my emotions. But the novelty here is even a person's, you, we might not realize it, but our bot, like the, the, the force of movement in our bodies also is wanting constant novelty and expression. Like it's constantly wanting to move and do actions in the body to experience the mitzvah in embodiment and in movement more and more. Like, it wants to have more and more amazing new novel experience of mitzvot. Like, I know myself, sometimes I can say, like, yeah, I love learning ideas. That's so great. Oh, emotional experience. It's fun. But, like, can we also appreciate that our force of movement that is our in our embodied selves wants to have more interesting experiences of doing positive actions? Like, like more updated, interesting experiences of giving charity, more updated, interesting experiences of doing a kindness for someone. We need to also feed our power of movement's desire for novel experience. We should have more and more novel, updated experience of how to do good deeds with actions, which in a sense is the most important thing of all. Okay. Look, look, and he threw in here a beautiful little nugget, a beautiful little uh, point here. The, this is the true advantage of the wise one over the fool. He's saying it like Kalacharyat. He's saying something like, if you, you got to catch what he's saying here. He's saying something so great, if I understand it. You can have a person who's constantly chasing after intellectual pursuit and emotional pursuit, but he's still a fool. He's still, he's still acting like an idiot at the end of the day. Why? Because the real wise person is also paying attention to that all of his insatiable desire to growth should be expressed in action. Because action is the bottom line. Action is where all the intellectual pursuit and, and emotional growth is actually getting concretized into this world. Because you can have a person who's high-flying in all sorts of ideas and pursuits, and, and what is it coming to? And he's going to die penniless, God forbid, or he's going to lose his family, God forbid, God forbid. But when a person, the, the real wise person, is saying ultimately... How can I become stronger and stronger in consummating myself in actions in this world? Because that's what really tethers and ties together my growth. If it's really going to actually come out in action and, and, and have a sturdy, solid foundation in the world, that I'm focusing ultimately on I want to update my ability to manifest in action, that makes me a wise person over a fool. All right.
ואפילו יהיה עני אשר חכם יודע להלך נגד החיים, ומקיים את התורה מעוני, יניח את הדיבר שאין לו לעזר ולא להויל. Look at this. So the verse again is saying, in verse 8, כי מה יותר לחכם מן הכסיל, מה לעני יודע להלך נגד החיים. So the verse is saying, who cares more? Who cares at the end of the day if you're wise or you're, or you're foolish, we're all going to die? That's not what he's saying. The, 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 the Rav David Valet is saying that's not how you read the verse. The verse is actually read, who is the elevated wise one over the fool? The answer is that even if he's poor and he doesn't have like a lot of money, he knows how to walk as a live person in this world. He knows how to walk against the living means he knows the secret that even if he doesn't have a big bank account, that he is a wise person because he is constantly living in the moment, manifesting his spirituality into action. That's what the Rav is saying here. Who is the wise person that is elevated over the fool? Not the one with the big bank account and not the one with all the fancy degrees and not the one who's saying all sorts of things that he thinks are great or interesting or that he'd like to do. The wise one is the humble, meek one. He is the, the, the one walking in modesty who is fully present in the moment and taking every second of this life and soaking up every opportunity to manifest the holy desires of his soul and action as much as he possibly can and not losing a second on actually expressing something spiritual into the physical world. And so he might not look like the, like the big guy that everybody wants to be like, but he knows inside, who cares about my bank account, my spiritual bank account, that I manifested this spirituality into action over there and over there and over there. Hashem knows, wow, this guy was accomplishing so much. He was really changing the world in action behind the scenes. And he was gathering up all that spiritual wealth through all those holy positive actions. So the, the wise person, even if he looks poor, he's leaving over excess speech, which solves nothing, and he is grabbing onto the incessant drive to manifest spirituality through action as much as he possibly can, because that is what's going to be remaining for him eternally, not a bunch of wistful speaking about what he'd like to do or what bothers him or what he likes. Okay. Because it's just the opposite. Listen to this line now and think about Facebook and think about all these ridiculous things that people are spending so much time on. Talking, 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 talking. Oh, this over here, this over there. Because the speech of the vanities of this world of evil gossip and inappropriate, lewd, or violent speech, this is what's causing all of our suffering in this world. So turn off the news feed, turn off the Facebook to the extent that it's not helping you manifest something positive in spirituality, turn off all the pointless chatter because that is what is causing a person to be frustrated in this life. Put it all away, it helps nothing. 
and focus on the actions you need to do right now because you'll never have this moment back again. And this was, some, this was something written hundreds of years ago. And the intensity of the pointless speech, the intensity of the evil gossip, all of it, it serves no one, it serves nothing, and it's just a huge distraction and it's causing suffering. And it's literally terminating and killing moments where we could be doing another positive action or another positive action and we'll never have it back And therefore the wise one will wipe it all the way to the side, all that pointless chatter, and focus extremely and intensely on fulfilling as many positive actions as he possibly can, which is the checklist and the requirements of what his soul was sent down into the world to do all of those transformations in action. And he will reject all excessive, non-essential, non-necessary speech. Because the one who shuts his mouth is smart. And he will work with as much intensity as possible that he will be able to stand up tall in the final accounting of what did you do? Like, how did you actually use the moments of life force given to you in those coordinates of time and space where you were living? How did you actually act? What actions were you actually causing? Okay. All right, one more. I I almost want to stop it over there for the impact of the advice, but I'll just do a little more. Okay, skipping, skipping. Okay. Now. The gamma nefesh limp to that the nefesh is never satisfied. The life force is never satisfied. Ah, so another way of saying, who cares about the fool or the wise one? They're all just going to die. Another way of understanding that, and again, we're turning the gem of this verse even to another angle, is to say, it looks like at the end of the day, who cared about the wise person? Because he's just going to end up six feet underground. But he's saying the reason that you don't see the full eternal impact, that it would have been better to be a wise person, such that the verse is not saying, oh, who cares about being a wise person or a fool? Just you're all going to die. It's not saying that. It's saying that in this world, that's what it looks like because the full impact of the ones who lived wisely and the ones who were trying to maximize every moment, that's only going to be revealed in the ultimate future. Because right now, this world is necessarily hiding the truth because as long as there's still something to be worked out in this world, the full import of the spirituality and the truth can't be expressed. It's like we were saying at the beginning of this recording that the point of obstacles and obstructions in expression is that the, that the child growing inside the womb, so to speak, or the way that we're 
building up, building up within ourselves how we finally want to express in this world so that the obstructions and the obstacles are making sure that the whole thing is cooking properly before finally coming out. So that whole dynamic of cooking up the kid until it's ready to be born, that's obviously happening in micro scales, literally by children being born. But the whole of history is also that way. And right now, we're still in the womb. Right now, all of history has been one long process of building up, building up, and the real history hasn't even been born out yet. The real world is still cooking in the womb, and it'll finally be born by Mashiach. So until the, the, the true impact of history is finally borne out by, by Mashiach, which is, his end, which is an end, which is really only the beginning, so while things are still cooking and everything is still hidden, so it looks like who cares if you were a fool or, or a wise person in your life. Everybody's just dying. But what he's saying basically is that while things are still being worked out and the child is still being formed in the womb, that child of history, so you're not going to see why it would have been better to be wise. But once everything gets worked out, then everything is revealed all at once and everything is borne out as Mashiach processes compared to Hevli Mashiach, the birth pangs of Mashiach. So we're very appropriate for today, the 17th of Tammuz, because there are many traditions that the, the traumatic destructions of the temples was really only clearing the way for the ultimate birth of Mashiach, as there's a tradition that Mashiach is born on Tisha B'Av, that most tragic day. All right. Okay, we'll stop it over here. Oh, oh, one more. Okay, yeah, we'll stop over here.